Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to Christ in Business. Really, I don't know what episode this is because this is the third time I've recorded this particular interview. Um, um, I have a real treat here for you, but boy, technology is wonderful when it works. Um, technology, Technology is even worse when you think it's working and it's not working. And you record two full episodes with someone and find out post um, that you find out after the fact that everything should have been working but wasn't working. So this is Third Time's a Charm. Here we have Chris McClure. He's the author of The Way to Greatness. And um, I have him on the podcast and we're going to be diving into what, what the way to greatness is, what it means to live a great life. And also, the we're going to be talking about the, the what he calls the Great Life Action Plan. Um, so, he is an author, he's a coach, he's a trainer, and he equips individuals to implement this Great Life Action Plan so they can experience a full, rich, satisfying, abundant life that God created them to live. And I'm just reading right off of his author page, his new author page on Amazon, and we're I'm going to dive into it. So originally I recorded this episode um, before before his book launched. His book launched and is available as of September 6th. Um, we And then, then I got to go into town and go into Dayton um, where um, uh, I moved from and got to have coffee with him and also got to witness the, um, the book launch party, which was absolutely um, uh, fascinating to see all the people who had just reading the manuscript had gotten um, had had transformed their life and um, opened up and gave birth to dreams sometimes even full organizations um, full entities that were were birthed out of this so um, but I don't want to we'll get into some of that in in the interview so uh, for now let's uh, let's just welcome Chris to the so- show. Chris, welcome to Christ in Business. Well, thanks so much, man. I know it's been a it's been a bit of a challenge for us, but I'm excited to do this. I whether we do it three times or ten times, I hope we get nailed this one right. <laughs> yes, I, I I would much pr- rather prefer three times than ten times, but <laughs> whatever whatever it takes to get your your book to this audience, we will do it. <laughs> uh, let's. Well, Chris, go ahead and tell tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Absolutely. So my name is Chris McClure, obviously, and I um, I ventured out about four years ago into my own coaching and training business after uh, being a pastor at that time about 16 years uh, full time. I've been a youth pastor and and uh, exec or executive pastor uh, throughout those years, and I just started to really feel this pull uh, even before that, but out into the business community, and I and I never really could put my finger on it and. And uh, God just through a series of events, uh, just really, what I what I tell people is that He kind of kicked me out of the nest into an unknown territory, um, 
into the business world through my coaching and training business. And, and what I realized was that I was really born to do this. You know, it's something that I've been passionate about. I, I, uh, I'm a, I've been a growing leader for all my career and it was an opportunity to, to engage with the business community to help leaders. Um, I tell people I went from being an executive pastor to being a pastor to executives in many ways through my coaching business. And even along that journey, you know, it's, it, it was, it was uh, a process of finding my own voice and my own message of what God wanted me to say and do and, and just listening to a lot of leaders who were struggling. And so the way to greatness came about because I started to hear a lot of uh, consistent issues in people's lives, whether they be in the business community or just, you know, friends or, or ministry contacts over the years. And uh, so I decided to, you know, through prayer and, and really getting a clear, a clear message on, on this, um, you know, God just gave me this message to share about these five choices that we all need to make in our lives uh, to truly experience the, the life that Jesus said he came to give us, that full, rich, satisfying, abundant life in John 10, 10. So that's kind of that snapshot of, of where I've come from and how this book came about. But, uh, yeah, it's been a journey for sure. And it's exciting to have this out there now to be helping people uh, navigate their own their own lives and their own um, experiences with God. Yeah, there's there's a phrase that you said that I've not not heard you say before, and that is, uh, you went from an executive pastor to a pastor of executive, mm-hmm. and that I love that description. I love there there is a um, um, a group of people that I'm seeing being raised up around the world that that falls into that category um, that that go from pastors to um, pastors in the church to pastors in the workplace, and. I'm seeing seeing a movement, um, seeing God move in that way um, quite a bit. So, uh, welcome to the club. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, I think, and, and I think a lot of it is, is that is that you know people are seeing you know a different perspective on the mission field. You know, I mean, it's just so many times we thought about overseas missionaries. You had to you know move to Africa or South America or some third world country. Um, to go be a missionary, and and while those mm-hmm. those callings are surely valid and needed, um, in many ways we've overlooked the mission field right under our noses, and and business is certainly one where, you know, most people go to work every day, and um, you know, we see that there's a life dissatisfaction or an, or a discontentment in the workplace, and I think there's a great opportunity for us to to share the hope that we have in Christ with those. Uh, in that specific mission field here in the, uh, you know, the business world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, something, um, some of you listening may not know this, but I went to Bible college my first first year in college as a way just to kind of give God, give God that first year of, on my own and learning experience. It was a great experience, but um, one of the things that I remember them t- saying about missions is is how important it is to contextualize the gospel in into their culture into wherever you're going whether you're going to Africa or where you're going to America is contextualizing the gospel and <clears throat> that's what I look at a lot of what I'm doing here at Christ in Business or when I coach my clients or at, as what you said um, contextualizing contextualizing the gospel to the workplace or contextualizing the gospel to business saying, hey, there's a, there's a context here, and it, it applies even here. Um, it applies even even in this in this segment of what you're doing. It, it's when you give God your whole life, it's, you're giving God your life, not just not just your personal life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that's a big deal because I think it's easy for us to compartmentalize. And and I think that's why even these choices that I talk, that I write about and, and now teach about as well through my book is is just this idea that we are one person. You know, we, we take ourselves to work. We take ourselves home. We take ourselves, you know, out in the community, wherever we're going. And, and I think a lot of times we, we try to segment too much and, and it, you know, our home life bleeds into our work life. Our work life bleeds into our home life. And if anything's off, it kind of makes everything else off. And so um, I think we, we try to do that a little too much. And I'm hoping to, to bring more of a holistic perspective to, to our lives in this way. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's what I love about the book, The Way to Greatness, that you've written. It, what it really is is it, it looks at life holistically. It looks at the, the full um, – the subtitle of the book is The Five Continual Choices That Lead to the Great Life. And you're not talking about um, – I forget who said it, but said, said there's a lot of, a lot of one- or two-dimensional people walking around where they have great – their business life looks great from the outside looking in, you're like, wow, that's awesome. But then their marriage is falling apart or their uh, family is falling apart or they, they look, they have a great family, but they're not making any money or they have um, great relationships and, and they have um, a great career, but their relationship with God is falling apart or just different facets about, about life. What I love about the book, your book is that it, it takes a holistic approach to that. Mm-hmm. And, and these five choices um, it, approach life at a, at a holistic level. So um, go ahead and talk about the, the five continual choices that lead to the great life. Sure, absolutely. So, so as I was praying through, you know, and asking God, um, even this was about a, year, a little bit more than a year and a half, and a half ago uh, or so. I'd been praying about this for a while, but I was just, I was around a lot of great authors who had a lot of great messages and, and were doing great work to help their clients and, and readers and and I just kept you know wondering like God what is my message what is the thing you want me to help people with and you know at, at, at that time I was uh, doing ministry work in our local church I was doing work out in the business community uh, through my coaching and training opportunities and so I, I just I just felt that there was something that I that I needed to share but I couldn't put, pinpoint it and and I remember one day spinning around in my office chair to write on my whiteboard here in my home office and. And it was this acronym um, using the word great. So I'd, my business name is Lead Life Big, and big stands for be intentionally great. And I had been telling people, you know, and encouraging people to be intentionally great, you know, and then talking about the intentionality piece and really going after excellence. And, and that was kind of the surface level message that of the business name that God had given me even four years ago. But I was working on a project to redesign my website and really my, my designer started asking me questions about, you know, what is, you know, what do you want? What is your branding? What are you trying to do here on your, on your site? What do you need to do? And, and I really started to say, God, what, what does it truly mean to be great? What is this great life truly all about? And, um, and that's when he gave me these, these five choices and, and the, and the five part acronym that lead to the choices I talk about in the book are the G is God centered living. The R is relational health. The E is enthusiastic mindset. The A is asset stewardship. And the T is time maximization. And so I, I rephrase those a little bit in, in, the, in the book as far as the choices we make to be, to be action-oriented. 
And so, for instance, the, the God Center Living piece is called God, uh, Build Your God Core. And I talk about that in the book in the sense of just like going to the gym to work out to build your physical core so it supports the rest of your body well, we need to build our spiritual core to support the rest of our life. And so many times, mm. as we know, people overlook this aspect of life. They, uh, they, they neglect sometimes the spiritual side of life. Some people aren't believers at all, obviously, in our world. Other people are believers, but they don't see the connection to the rest of life. Um, sometimes we go through seasons where we're, we feel closer to God than others. Um, and we know that there's a variety of world religions out in the world that people are seeking after God. They just don't really have this understanding of who he truly is, um, as, as I believe we do as, as Christians, you know, that, that understand that Jesus came to, to show us the way to the Father. So that's the first choice is to build your God core, because if you, if you do that, it will help you in these other choices, these other, other areas. Um, if you neglect that, you may have some success in these other choices and areas of life, but they're not going to be at the same level that they would be if you were truly living a spirit-filled life where God is guiding and directing you each step of the way. So that's choice number one. Uh, choice number two is to protect your relationships. And this is about truly evaluating your relationships, the condition of them. Um, I, I even use language in, in this, this section of the book uh, that's connected to even about financial investment because how we assess our relationships, how we uh, see how they're going, how we invest in those relationships, there's a lot of parallels to how do we invest in, in our finances so that we can have the compounding interest down the road that we want. And so, so many of us end up giving so much time to people that are not the right people that we should be investing time in or giving our time to. Um, not everybody is should get equal time with us. And I think that in our world of, of trying to be fair or, um, you know, try to do, do well by everybody, we end up neglecting the people we value the most sometimes. And we give too much time to those that, that they're, it's not that they're not decent people or anything like that. It's just that they're not, they're not those most valued people that we that we need to spend time with and our time is limited. So who are we going to invest yeah. in? You know, so, um, so that's, that's that second choice. So, you know, the way I look at those first two choices in particular, David is, is it's love God and love others. Right. I mean, Jesus mm -hmm. said, love, yeah. love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, um, those are the first and greatest, uh, second greatest commandments that Jesus tells us. And so that's where I start mm -hmm. the book is there first because that's those choices are critical yeah that's good that's so, good and yeah, uh, yeah one thing you said you said um investing in relationships um and looking looking at your relationships around you as as how where, where you're investing ultimately where you're investing your time effort and emotions and I've I've looked at different areas of of my own life and said if if God has given me everything that I need to live the life that He called me to live, and He created me to live, then my job isn't isn't about doing and and doing a bunch of things and creating a bunch of things and and but it's really about stewarding the opportunities and resources around me. Mm. And I I think 
um, relationships falling into one of those things. If we start to steward our relationships um, to accomplish the the gift that God has given us or the 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 calling that God has called us to, mm-hmm. and we start to steward that relationship. So it, with myself, I, I have a calling to be a father, a calling to be a husband, a calling to be a a to equip the body of Christ in in business and a calling to to serve the business community and those are just a, a, a few of the callings that I have and now it's now it's a matter of saying all right now where in my relationships where how do I need to invest in the relationships around me to accomplish that call that God has called me to mm-hmm. and it, kind of looking at it as that I I love that approach to investing into relationships or and and also taking it taking it into stewardship as well. Sure. Well, and, and that's just that I think a lot of us, once again, I mean, it, so much of this message is just about intentionality. And we, mm-hmm. we do so many things in our lives without thinking or without really being intentional. And so my call in this book is a, even the word choice is, is about intention. To make a choice, you have to, you know, you truly have to choose. You have to, make, you have to take action. You have to make a decision to mm-hmm. do that. And so each of these choices requires intentionality. And, and what do we do with, with the people side of our lives? That's a choice that we have to make every day. So, so yeah, I mean, so it's what are we doing with our faith? What are we doing with our relationships? And then, and then I shift into that third choice, which is about mindset. And that's uh, the way I phrase that in, in, in the book is to renew your mind. And that comes straight out of Romans chapter 12, you know, that, that Paul said to, to, you know, transform your mind so that you can, understand God's perfect, pleasing will for your life. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where so many people, I, even myself, I mean, I, I, you know, four or five years ago, I didn't understand this mindset thing. I, di- I didn't understand how I had limiting beliefs and how I had uh, bought different kind of lies that were holding me back from becoming all that God had created me to become. And they weren't even necessarily lies in the sense that were, you know, evil or anything like that. They were just limiting. They, you know, I, I, I was yeah. settling for less. And yeah. so this renewing your mind is about truly understanding, you know, your current mindset and understanding your limiting beliefs and destroying those. And, you know, and what I say is to like a computer, you need to get rid of the limiting beliefs, but then install freeing beliefs that ultimately leads mm-hmm. you to living this newfound clarity so that you can advance in, in the vision that God has given you. And so that yeah. mindset element is so important if we're going to truly experience the life that God created us to live in the first place. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that, I mean, just ignorantly, you know, innocently and ignorantly just don't understand that. You know, I was, I was, I fell under that category until I started coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought my job as a coach was to bring these systems, tools, and processes that it takes to install into a business and help them, help them succeed. And then I realized I can dump systems, tools, and processes on top of people. I can drown them in information, but unless they have the mind to use them, then they're not even going to engage with me. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, the biggest example, and a lot of people, I, I say, you know, beliefs, the beliefs we have govern every the reality. Of, every aspect of the reality in our life in in so many ways and people people say well I'm not really sure about that and I'm not don't really understand it and the easiest example of this happened when I was first 
um, talking to a group of business owners. It was actually a group of plumbers Mm -hmm. and talking to them about um, increasing their profit by 68%. Mm -hmm. And a a group of them kind of rallied around, rallied against that claim that they could increase their profit by 68%. And they said, you just can't do that in this industry. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, here, here I am. I have the tools. I have the processes. I've watched my clients do it. I've watched other people in the industry do it. I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. But they they believed that it was impossible to increase their profit 68% per year in in their industry. And literally, I watched them completely shut off and completely disregard me as a, as a snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm simply because of the belief that it wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. And if they if they had they had that limiting belief, that belief that said, "Nope, it's not possible. This guy's a joke." Mm-hmm. And or this guy's this guy's full of it mm-hmm. and can't sell can't help me. And I watched them literally pass up the opportunity to to increase and grow their business and build a company that runs without them simply because they the, they simply had the one limiting belief that said it wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. And th- that is the, the clearest example that I've ever seen, the most practical example that I've ever seen. But then I started looking at my own life saying, well, if they have that and they are 100% convinced that, that I am, um, I'm trying to pull something on them, then where in my own life do I have those small, simple, limiting beliefs that shut the door to opportunities to grow my business or shut the door to opportunities to get closer to my wife or shut the door to opportunities to get closer to even God. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a, um, anyway, I, I started, I started documenting all of those beliefs that I have and I started realizing, you know, I'm, I, there are every, every single one of us has beliefs that stop us from reaching the potential that God has put inside of us. And, and I think, I think this, if, if I were to, you know, in the last two, two episodes, I asked you which, which was a favorite, but I think, um, an, an enthusiastic mind or, um, renewing your mind is the, is, is one of my favorite mm-hmm. pieces, just because I've seen that if you can simply replace a belief with, replace a limiting belief with a, an empowering belief or a freeing belief, then you, you can literally change someone's change your life, change someone else's life. Well, it, 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 and you, you can, you're absolutely right. Because here's the thing is we, we basically start to believe uh, for those plumbers, it was like an industry standard limiting belief that they accepted for uh, others from on a personal level, it might be a family standard, you know, that you can't be, you can't be successful in business because nobody in our family has ever been successful in business. You can't be this because yeah. nobody's ever done that. You know, um, you know, the, the people that have been super uh, spectacularly successful in life, they had, you know, they had better luck or they had better things going for them all, you know, on and on and on it goes is, you know, and we, and we innocently, accept a lot of those beliefs without realizing it growing up as kids or even as adults that, you know, we just look around us and we don't see other people doing that thing that we desire to do. And so this is why it's about renewing your mind because we need a fresh perspective. We need to turn over those beliefs 
to God. And, 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 you know, I, I read Mark Batterson said one time, you know, I think it's in his book, draw the circle um, prayer challenge book. He talked about, you know, we, we read that passage in scripture about uh, getting, you know, letting Christ cap, uh, take captive our thoughts. And he said, we send, we make that so much about sinful thoughts. And he said, but we also need to let Christ take our good thoughts captive and do something with them. And, I thought that was powerful yeah. because I, I yeah, know, it is. as he said that I as I and, and I've read that several times. I'm like that is so true, you know that that I've always looked at that from a negative perspective or a sinful perspective. You know, turn those thoughts over to Jesus, let Him take care of them, and then that's part of it. But it's only fifty percent of it um, because God does give us a vision. God gives us gifts and abilities and a vision to do more, to be more, to have more in life, so that we can truly be about His business and. If we don't get our mind right as we're going about our our days, then we're going to be held back. And so we look at people that have been super successful around us and go, "Well, something just was different for them, or something. You know, they they had better resources, or they they're smarter, they're they they had, they had a better education, or whatever the thing may be." And we start to buy these lies that we have to truly uninstall and get a true. Uh, reinstallation of the right thinking that God would have us. So, so that choice is really important um, because if if you don't if you don't fix your mindset and, and truly let God you know take over your your mental capacities, um, it's easy to talk yourself out of a lot of things that that He would want to do uh, in for with and through you. Yeah, and what I what I love about this, I'm starting to see the pattern that that I've not seen when I read through read through the manuscript is that in order to in order to renew your mind that's pretty hard to do without real good solid relationships mm-hmm. and then also in in order to have those solid relationships and renew your mind you have to understand the truth originally mm-hmm. your identity your your belief in god your relationship with god mm-hmm. and i'm starting to see this layering effect yeah. um on how how one decision layers on top of another decision, which layers on top of another decision, which so that that brings us three decisions in, or three choices in, yeah. and um, so we have um, um, you're protecting your God core, or um, building your build your God core, protect relationships. Mm-hmm. Then you have. Um, an enthusiastic mindset, yeah. and then what? What's the fourth? What's yeah, so, the fourth? So choice number choice. four is, is called manage your resources. This is that stewardship piece, and I chose the word resources specifically because it's not just about finances. You know, most of the time we talk about stewardship, we think money. You know, we we it's natural, and and money certainly is a is a large part of that, but but it's more than that, and it could be our our talent. Uh, it could be our time. It could be those relationships. It could be even our relationship with God um, that we need to steward well, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, there are things I even walked through this process of looking around the very first step, because each of these choices, and we haven't talked about this yet, but each of these five choices, there's a five step action plan for each of those choices so that you can up level each of these areas of your life. And the very first action step in this one is to assess your assets. What do you already have at your disposal? 
you know, Dave Ramsey is one of my favorites, you know, as far as the financial, you know, coaching side of, of things. And he, he talks a lot about this in his book, Total Money Makeover, on his radio show, and where he talks about, you know, getting out of debt, you know, becoming debt free and, and taking steps forward. And, and that's certainly an important and uh, vital part of this whole process. But, but I think where a lot of people overlook is what are the, what do they already have? You know, what are the assets at my disposal mm-hmm. already? I did this thing one time. Uh, it was probably, it's probably been a year, especially been more than a year, maybe two years ago where I, I just started looking around even my office and just started thinking about what do I already have at my disposal? And I started listing things like my computer and my printer and my phone and, you know, my desk and my, you know, all these things, the books that I have. And I'm sitting there, I had this huge laundry list of resources that I already had at my disposal to help me either grow or do something with to build my business and to help people. And if you translate that to just life in general, what do you have in your attic? What do you have in your closet? What do you have in your garage? You know, what do you have out in the shed? Those types of questions because you start to realize there are things that you have as resources that you can either uh, sell, you know, because they have value that could help you with debt reduction and elimination, or they are things that you could use to, to help your family or help others. And so that first step of assessing, it's basically taking inventory of what we already have. And, and particularly as Americans, and, and I don't know what it's like all over the world, but, you know, I know that there's a big difference between American culture and third world countries with the stuff that we have um, and we don't realize how much stuff we have until we move a lot of times as you know <laughs> just moving not, not too long back right you start to box things yes. up <laughs> yeah we're, we're doing it again a fourth time in the last 12 months yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what most people do right is they they we, we just collect and then until we are forced to come to that realization to assess what we have when we're putting it in boxes and putting it in a moving truck we don't really think about this and so that instead of just saying, go reduce your debt, become debt free, the first step I, I put in my book was to assess the assets you already have because they may help you become debt free or they may help you build your business. They may help you serve the kingdom in some other way. And so that's, yeah. that's a big part of this. Then, then you need to appraise your debt. You know, you, then you go into looking at what is the debt that we have? What are the things we need to eliminate? Um, unfortunately, we know that consumer debt is at, at probably an all-time high uh, because of the way our world operates these days and how you know, we don't make a lot of good financial choices in, in many ways um, yeah. as a typical person or family. So so we end up in debt. And so we need to appraise that. We need to understand it. Then we need to attack it. Um, but then I talk also about expanding your resources. And I do that talking about the idea of, of even building a side hustle job or business that you may be in a full-time career, but there are opportunities, especially now with our technology, to do things that generations before us could never do. They couldn't build an online business using Amazon, for instance. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't create a coaching business uh, using technology like, like Zoom or cell phones or whatever we have available to us. You know, the, we, are mm-hmm. in a, we are in what some have called the digital gold rush, you know, where there's so many opportunities that you can do so many things with to expand your resources. And then ultimately that leads to embracing your freedom that you can be financially free or you can, you know, have, have freedom of, of just time and, and your, uh, even in your health, be, you know, making health is a resource that we have and we need to assess mm-hmm. the state of that. Is it good or is it bad? Do I, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of, 
of beginning a, a new health and fitness program right now uh, by a doctor that has written a book that's excellent that helps you understand how all the systems of your body work together. And so I'm learning right now because I've just not been intentional with that area of my life. And so I want my health to be a greater resource to me as I go about my business, doing the things that God is calling me to do. So that's that managing mm-hmm. your resource. It's, it's stewarding all the things that God has given us. You know, it could be our homes, our cars, our money, our health, our time, whatever it may be. Um, we need to steward them well, manage them well, so that we can then truly experience the freedom that God intends for us from the beginning. Yeah. So you have building your God core, which centers on the relationship and our creator, our relationship with our creator and our savior. Then we have building relationships. So we've moved from loving God to loving people. Um, covered the two two big commandments Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus has said were the most important. Then we have um, protecting and, and guarding and renewing our mind um, to give us and making sure we have an enthusiastic mindset or is what... Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it Philippians where it says whatever's whatever's right, whatever's good, whatever's noble, whatever's yeah, honoring? Focus on these things. Yep. Yeah. yeah, focus on these things, and then so we have that mindset. And then we have um, the um, managing our resources, mm-hmm. um, and then we have the the. The final piece of the puzzle. What's what's the final cho- yeah, so choice, choice number, that we make? Choice number five is is called maximize your time, and this is about you know the scripture where it says redeem redeem your, your the time because the days are evil. You know, basically to sub you know to kind of paraphrase it, you know, make the most of your days because a you don't have a guaranteed number on this earth. You know, God knows how long each of us are going to live, uh, but also. If we're going to be about his business, we need to make the most of those days so that we can be about his business and help advance his kingdom. And so I talk in, in, in this section you know, about looking at your schedule and your priorities and, and making sure that you're being intentional with those things, with your plan. And, and you know, the way I tell people is to I, you know, how I operate, at least, is I, I tell my calendar what I need to do and then I let my calendar tell me what to do later. You know, so it's it's being strategic yeah. in my planning. I was actually just this morning, um, sitting in our cafe at our church, talking to some to some people about how do we operate now? You know, without our smartphone schedules and our, our calendars, you know, shared calendars between husbands and wives, and some of us do it better than others. But but this idea that if it doesn't get on my calendar, it, it's it's either going to be forgotten or just not done at all, and it's because. I, I'm, I have learned to truly be intentional with my schedule, making sure it's in my calendar so that it, it's, it's a priority. And so many of us, you know, need, need to, to really evaluate that because all of us have the same amount of time in each day. This is the only uh, resource that is not renewable. You know, we can, we can make more money. Yeah. We can uh, buy more things. We can, you know, there's, there's so many resources around us, right? But here's mm-hmm. the thing, right? time goes away and it doesn't come back. Yeah. You know, I, I call, I call this, this resource is, in my opinion is a great equalizer. Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 it flattens the playing field because everybody has the same amount of time and everybody, while they may not have the same amount of um, resources in dollars or mm-hmm. rand or whatever, whatever currency, they may not have the, the same relationships or they may not have the same connections or, 
they they do have the same the same amount of time and they have the ability to put energy into mm. into their day and intentionality into their day yeah. um, to get to get those resources that they they need or want. Absolutely. When I even, you know, in my book, there's there's some confessional parts of it for me about my own journey in there that I share that, you know, for me, for years, I was uh, I was somebody who I would have said I'm a night owl. I, I like to stay up late. I, I'm not a morning person. You know, these are that's even some of the mindset stuff that I had to get through uh, personally, because I had accepted this is the way I am. So therefore, I can't do that. You know, so for me, I thinking about people that get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm just I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not a morning person. I'm a night person. I get stuff done at night. And, and I was somewhat effective. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't completely ineffective that way. But what I realized that I, if I was going to truly up-level my life, I had to be more intentional with my schedule, with my time. And so for me, I basically flipped my day. And so now I get up at 5 a.m. to spend my quiet time with, with the Lord uh, before my kids are up getting ready for school, before my wife's getting ready for work, um, because I want that quiet time. And so what that means, though, on the back end is that I don't stay up late anymore. You know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, I'm I'm done. And yeah. But for me, I, I get more done now between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. than I ever did between, let's say, 9 p.m. and midnight. Um, mm-hmm. And because, yeah. because I'm just... And I've grown to love, and I love those mornings and guard those mornings so much that that if I if I ever have to deviate at all, it's it's a real pain for me. I don't I don't like it at all. Um, but but I say all that because some, like you said, the equalizer part of this is if if people say, well, I can't build a business, I can't do this, or I can't do that. Well, the first place we need to look is our schedule, because if we really evaluate how much time are we watching television. How much time are we on social media? How much time are we, you know, doing X, Y, or Z? And are those things the most important things to be doing? And and are they get, are giving those things the time that we're giving them? Are they helping us or hindering us from achieving the vision that God has given us in our lives? And see, I believe in that that the enemy, you know, this this whole book is based off of John ten ten, where Jesus said, "I've you know, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life to the full." And I believe that God gives each of us a vision for our lives, but yet the enemy hijacks that vision. And if he can keep us busy binging on Netflix or social media or whatever else our thing is, then it's holding us back or delaying at least what God would do through us. And so we need to maximize our time. We need to redeem each day knowing that we don't know how many we have. You know, honestly, I, I really had thought along the way of writing this book, I thought, Lord, I don't know how much time you've given me in this life on this earth, but let me get this book written because this book can outlast me. You know, this message mm-hmm. can be in the hands of people 20, 30, 100 years from now because it's because it's done. But yeah, I didn't know if I didn't know if I was going to get another 20, 30, 50 years on this earth. I don't know that, you know, and I'm. And I can't worry about that, but I need to be intentional with the time I have so that I can help people the way that he has called me to. And so um, I guess in essence, you know, now that the book is is out there, I'm, I'm OK, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But now now there's another book 
I believe. There is a book from in the from our right. conversation. Now, now I'm kind of now I'm kind of addicted to writing. So now, now I'm yeah, ready yeah. To take now, like God, God, don't take me until the second book That's comes right. out. <laughs> no, yeah. well, you know, Chris, uh, what I'm what I'm seeing now in in these five choices that I have not seen before is how interconnected and intertwined they are. Yeah. Because you talk about our relationship with God or our God core and how that affects our relationships, how it affects our mindset, how it affects our beliefs and it affects the, um, the resources that we have and how we look at how we use those resources and it affects how we look at how we manage our time. But at the same time, we look at our time and we, so we're on the fifth step. The first step is applies to all all the other four, at the same time, the fifth step applies to the other four. Mm-hmm. Because we look at our time, we have to make sure we do have time and we, we carve out time and enough margin to be able to hear God's voice throughout the day. We have to be able to carve out enough time and, and invest our time into the relationships that we have. And we have to invest our time into actually um, uh, doing the work of capturing every thought and renewing our mind. And we have to do, do the, the work of stewarding our resources and, and leveraging those resources. And it's like each one of these pieces of these puzzles, if you take one out, you, you diminish your effectiveness of life or you diminish your abundance of life substantially mm-hmm. if you take one of these out. And I love, I love how they're just interconnected, intertwined, and it, it's all this one giant thing where if you lose one you you're you're you've lost a, a pretty significant portion of your life well and, 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 and I'm, so oh, i'm sorry i just gotta say real quick that you know i actually have struggled a little bit because there's a lot of different visual visual ways that i've thought about how to how to show that interconnectedness because you you know you read a book from essentially beginning to end you know typically right but this is one of those books where I, th- I think the first time you read it, that's the way you should read it because it, it'll it helps everything make sense. But I didn't write this book to be a one-time read. I wrote it to be a manual as a guide that you can re- reuse over and over. That's why you know, I talk about it as a repeatable action plan. Um, mm. And and I and I bring that up just because you know I've used I, in my mind I think about a bullseye where you know, building your God core is the bullseye. And then the other four choices are the rings surrounding it. Or I thought about a baseball diamond where building your God core is the pitcher's mound and the other four bases are the other four choices, you know? And so there's different ways I think to visually think about it, but the bottom line is these are all things that are, that, that are happening simultaneously in our lives every day. Uh, There might be seasons where we emphasize one more than the other, because that's where we are. Um, Mm-hmm. But there are, but but nonetheless, we we are dealing with these choices in real time every single day. Yeah, I, I look at it as you're explaining all the visuals. I said it, I, the picture that I saw is kind of like a picture of a person it's dead on. It just looks like a single person, but if you move to the side a little bit, you can see all five layers of that that person. Oh, yeah, and it, it's yeah. so it's like one it's one person, but you peel back you peel back one layer and you get the other layer and another layer and yeah. another layer, because it is it is our one one life that God has called us to live or one life that God has given us to live, and these different layers of it. Um, it's 
Um, I th- in fact, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you about this and I think what we're talking about now has, a, has, may have a, a hint of the, the question I asked you last time. And the one I'm going to ask you now is that when I was at your launch party, the beautiful part about what I saw, I mean, you, you had videos and testimonials of people, um, talking about you, talking about you as a person that your, your character, um, your, um, the, just a great person that I've come to know as well. And, but in between all of those, in between all of those videos and hidden in the back was the fact that the, just the people who were reading the manuscripts had dreams come alive inside of them mm-hmm. and had, had aspects of their life and, and dreams that they had kind of hidden or ignored for years and years and years and started to realize that, no, this, this wasn't a dream that got, that, wasn't possible, but this was a dream that they were being called and prepared for. Yeah. Um, and what I asked you last time, and I'm going to repeat that question because I think we got into some really good content there, but w- what is it about the book? Um, obviously this book is inspired. It's not, it's not a, a Chris McClure only special. Mm-hmm. It's Chris McClure in partnership with, with um, Christ, with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But what is it, that you think that about this book that has allowed so many dreams to come alive and so many, um, so much result to come from just, just, just simply reading the manuscript and following through with it. Well, I think a lot of it is because it is a book that makes you stop and think for one. Um, actually just this past week, I had a friend of mine who he was actually, I'm like, man, I need to take you on the road with me promoting this book. We were at lunch with some friends, and he's holding my book up, telling them how great it is. And, and he's like, you know, I, I wanted to read through the book quickly because I wanted to just read it. And he's like, but I can't get past, like, action step number you know, three because I've got all these questions that I've got to dig deep in my life about. And, and so we were kind of joking about that. He's like, you know, on the surface, it looks like this skinny little paperback. On the inside, it's, you know, meaty with all these questions and us you know making me really think and assess and and i end each action step in each section with reflection questions there's reflection questions all throughout and so i think a lot of it david is that we don't slow down enough in life typically to think and to pray and to ask god to seek him and what he wants to do and so when we do all of a sudden these things do rise to the surface you know maybe it is dreams that we had 10, 20, 40, 50 years ago that were there. Um, you know, one of my coaches that I've worked with, he talks about it's not dream discovery, it's dream recovery. Because mm, it's always, I love that. you know, it's been there. It's it's just been buried under the busyness of life. And and we haven't slowed down enough to, to hear God at, or let God bring it back to the surface. And, you know, as kids, you know, kids will tell you they want to be the president of the United States or a fireman or a police officer or a teacher or a doctor or whatever, you know, they, they're enamored with, right. Um, they dream, they, they, they're creative and, and we get, Mm -hmm. we, we grow up and it's like, we, we grow out of that because of busyness, because of responsibility, because of uh, whatever it may be. But this book, I think what, I think what it, what it's helping people with is that it's making people to truly slow down and it's stirring things inside of them that, that have been there all along, but they haven't given the attention to it. And so, um, 
you know, as, as, you know, my friend Bev that we, that we interviewed at the launch party, I mean, she, she told me two years ago that she had had this dream for 25 years at that point. And she was, you know, we, the reason we interviewed her at my party was because she took a big step of faith just a few months ago to step out from her career in one uh, organization to start her own, her own nonprofit to do the dream that she had had a dream, you know, had been in her mind for all those years. And, you know, our conversations and my encouragement and prayer for her, um, as well as others that were that were hearing it for the first time over the last several months, really, really helped her take that step. And so I think a lot of it is just that is looking at the end of our lives. What are we going to regret? Are we going to are we going to be glad we stayed busy on things to earn a paycheck or, you know, just do the basic things, you know, that we do or. Are we going to look back and say, man, I wish I would have done X, Y, or Z that God placed in my heart so long ago. And, uh, you know, this book was really 20 years in the making. I didn't know it was this book with a specific topic, but, you know, when I was about 20 years old, I remember telling my parents even, you know, when I really started to get into reading and personal growth myself, I just thought it'd be really great to write a book someday. And so, I, you know, I was, that was 20 plus years ago. And, for it to be real now that I that I wrote this book, um, made that twenty year old seed of a vision reality, but I had to slow down and be intentional to make that happen. So I think I think a lot of it is that, David. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think tied into that is the the fact that all of these people, all of these choices are connected. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this decision to build your God core is connected to the decision to renew your mind is connected to the decision to build your relationships and mm-hmm. um, steward your time and your resources. And all of it is, um, I think there's exponential power when we look at each of uh, when we intentionally sit down and look at our lives holistically sure. and sure. say, this is, these are the different facets of our lives. These are the different resources that we have. These are the different relationships that we have. How can I be intentional to accomplish what God wants? So when we start with God and then we, we add intentionality to it, I think, um, I think that you, that, um, you've uncovered, you've uncovered maybe intentionally, maybe accidentally, but you've uncovered a, a powerful, um, a powerful combination of choices and actions that, can dramatically change someone's life. Sure. Well, and one thing too that I've done at the end of each section, at the end of each of those choices, is I have put a, a section here called "Jesus Life Reveals the Way to Greatness," and it's basically showing people that this isn't just some random ideas that that are you know on paper, but Jesus modeled all these choices for us. He showed us, you know, not only how to know the Father in the first place, but he showed us how to live. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I I basically, it's just a short page with some reflection questions at the end of each of these five choices, but it's, it's just a snapshot of how did Jesus do this? Uh, If he, if he truly is our our Lord and savior, we are truly following him as the leader of our life. Then we should look to his example and how to do this. And, and, and he gave us some very clear, uh, modeling t- so that we can do this well, but that I think many times we often overlook because we read through scripture and, and we think, well, it's, you know, Jesus did that, Jesus did this, and, and he taught and he healed and he prayed and he, you know, all these things, right? And and he did all those. But 
he was making intentional daily choices that built the kingdom, that, that made it clear that the kingdom of heaven was at hand, that there was a better way to live, that, that God's business looked different than the, the world's business. And so I say all that just because, you know, we, we, have, we have a perfect example as believers to follow, and we just overlook it sometimes because of our busyness, our distractions of whatever they may be. Yeah. No, I think uh, there there are very a few times in in the interviews that I've come across in this podcast where I've um, and a few books that I've come across where I've said, "Wow, this this is something that God has definitely brought to His body at at a time where it's needed, and it's definitely definitely something that it's done intentionally and powerfully." And I believe for those of you listening. I believe this is one of those books. It's one of those books that, that God has inspired and had Chris create. And like you, like he himself said, it's been 20 years in the making. Maybe not this specific topic intentionally, but um, just his enti- the way the way God has led him down the path to creating this book and the 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 content in the book. I really do believe this is one of those tools that God has released to the body of Christ to. Um, re- any really anybody, but specifically the body of Christ, to to really start to take a look at their life and, and to partner with God. That's one of the reasons why I had you on this podcast, and we've tried three times in the last two weeks to get it to get it going, because it really is this. This is one of those books where if you if you're wondering how do I partner with God, and how do I profit with a purpose, how do I go through and do some of the stuff that you're that. Um, that we've talked about on this podcast, this is a great application for that in this book. Um, this is a great, a great starting point when it talks about building your God core and building, protecting your relationships and and all five of the choices to really start and kind of meditate your way through this book. This book is not written to be just a, a read through or a theory. It's actually more like a manual or a, a workbook on life. Um, and I believe it's one of those one of those things that can um, release and un- unlock some potential in your life as far as uh, what God has called you to, and um, recovering the dreams that He's given you. I think I think it's a powerful book, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, Chris. Um, just because the first time I read it, um, the manuscript. I'll be honest, I, I kind of breezed through it. Sure. Um, the second the second time I've read it. I've gone through and started unpacking a lot more detail, um, and now I'm going through it a third time in the physical copy of the form. And I don't read many, very many books. I listen to most of my books. Um, but this is definitely one of those books, while I can't wait for the audio version to come out, I, at the same time, I think the audio version, you may, you may lose something. You may lose the ability, um, the listener may lose the ability to actually stop and meditate and ponder on some of these questions that you ask yeah. in the book. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, I am going to do the audiobook because I know that that people do you know, learn in different ways, and that's and it's a great way. But but it's also, I mean, you know, one of my early readers that that endorsed uh, the book as well called me one day and said, "You've got to give me a workbook for this." And so that's one of the things that we have created is is a PDF digital uh, interactive workbook because 
it gives space to, to answer these questions. It, it, it gives you that uh, truly a manual, whether you can do it digitally on your computer or whether you print it out and write it by hand, whatever is your best methodology. But, but you're right. I mean, it's, we, there, there's a need for processing through this um, material because if we just breeze through it, you know, we can, you can read this book and, and you can benefit. Don't get me wrong, you know, without going deep. But no, absolutely. But the deep work is where the impact is really going to come. The deep work is where God's going to show up most. And I mean, David, this is one of those things where I literally, you know, it, it's a bit surreal as a as a new author anyway to hold your book. I mean, that's that's I, I that's bet a, that's a real thing. But for me, uh, you know, I'll I'll be reading through this book, and and I'm sitting there going, that's really good. And and I know it's not because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I sat down every day when I was writing this and said, God, just download to me what needs to be said about this. And so that so that's not not a practice in renewing your mind where you sit down and read your own books and say, "Man, self, I've got <laughs> I've got it going." That's right. Yeah, this is, you are you are a great author. Yeah, no, it, it, it truly is. I mean, you know, I tell people I'm a simple guy. I even say this in the book. I'm a simple guy. I learn simple ways. I like to teach simply. Um, but I prayed, you know, daily about as I was writing this was God, you know, what, what do your what do people that pick up this book need? And mm. I don't want this to be, you know, Chris's wisdom. I want this to be God's wisdom that uh, that He can just help us navigate life. Because, you know, David, one of the things that I've I've become acutely aware of in the last year alone um, was that the 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 uh, rates of of midlife suicide. And life dissatisfaction continue to rise. And, um, hmm. you know, I'm not saying this book is the cure for all that. Don't get me wrong. But what I am saying is there's a lot of the, a lot of the reasons where people go down that path beyond, you know, chemical imbalances that, that are happening to them, you know, because there is that for sure. And in, in people's mental, yeah. mental illness. Right. Um, but a lot of it is, is that we haven't gotten these choices right we haven't been intentional with our choices and therefore it causes stress in our in our physical bodies it causes anxiety it causes uh, relational damage it causes all these problems in our lives and so therefore you have people who are walking around dissatisfied with life even to the point of saying i can't do this anymore and they take their own lives and it shocks people around them because even celebrities that we've seen that we we thought had the world by the tail right and all of a sudden we're like, they, 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 they committed suicide. Like what? They were millionaires. They had this, they had mm -hmm. that, whatever. And, and so we see this more and more. And, and I think a lot of it too comes because we're in this comparison world because of social media and the internet. We, we see everybody's highlight reel online and we compare mm -hmm. our real life to that. And we feel yep. like we're less than, or that, you know, they're better than, or whatever the thing may be. But so, so I say all that because I am I am kind of diving into that angle a little bit more right now. Um, in fact, I, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a Facebook Live interview with a friend of mine who is a licensed Christian counselor to talk about why, you know, th this whole idea of a holistic life balance um, of these choices is so important to look at because he is seeing the same types of things. That some of the same phrases that I've used in conversations or heard from people he was saying the same exact thing to me when I was asking him about this in his own practice. So, 
Mm. Yeah, that's kind of an okay. add-on to all this conversation today, for sure. But but that's a real thing that we have going on in our society. And if the way to greatness Absolutely. can be a part of helping somebody realize, you know what, I, the reason I feel this way, the reason I'm struggling this way, is because this is this is just off right now, and I need to to be intentional and re-engage that area of my life and get things right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's amazing what happens when we look, take a, it's kind of like, um, when Proverbs says, seek, seek wisdom out before, before, um, money, before jewels, before any of the, the fruit. Mm -hmm. And, but, uh, but then later on, it becomes clear that when you, when you pursue wisdom, you get, you actually get the thing, the other things. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of like that is when we look at, when we look at people who seem like they have it all together, um, but they haven't, they haven't intentionally looked at their whole life. They've just focused on one, one dimension of their life or one outcome in their life. Sure. Um, but when we look at our whole, our life holistically and intentionally and say, step back and say, all right, what, 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 how can I partner with God? How can I, um, be about his business. How can I do, do his work with the resources and with the relationships and with the, the time that he has given me on this earth? Um, how can I, how can I use that, um, intentionally? Um, it, it, it brings a satisfaction to life and it brings an abundance to life and, and, and everything that comes with that. So Chris, where, for anybody interested in the book, Obviously, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it where you can order it wherever, wherever you buy books. Um, where can they Where can they find you, and find the workbook and find everything everything about that? Sure. So my website is leadlifebig.com, and if they do leadlifebig.com/book, that will give a a listing of how to engage with with this book in more ways. So the digital workbook link is there and. And there's a link to my podcast that I started as a result of this, there, or I'm, I talk through and interview people that are modeling the great life um, that, that comes out of doing this. Um, and so that's the best place to connect. Um, I am on social media, you know, Facebook, you can find me at Lead Life Big. You can find me on Twitter and, and, and um, uh, LinkedIn as well. Uh, I'm out there, would love to connect that way. So I'm, I'm definitely engaged on social media. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, there's, there, I would just love to connect because I want to, like I said, my mission, you know, I, God gave me a vivid calling when I was 16 years old that, that as my youth pastor was helping me understand the vision for my life, I thought, you know what, God wants me to do that for others. And so uh, whether it happens in the business community as, a, as an executive coach and leadership trainer, as I do, or whether it's as more of a life coaching, personal coaching role that I've done and, and as an author, um, you know, I just want to help people. And so um, I'd love for them to come visit my website and check things out. I do blog there as well and post my podcast episodes as you do on your site. And, uh, and that way it, I'm just trying to continue to, to share in a variety of different perspectives and angles and interviews with people how the great life can truly be accomplished um, as we seek God first and, and make these intentional choices. Yep. All right. So guys, if you want to, um, experience the abundant, rich, fulfilling life that um, that you hear Chris talking about, and that that obviously Jesus originated and originally originally talked about. Um, 
and you're, you're interested in learning more and reading the book, um, The Way to Greatness, then here are a couple action steps that I'd take right now. Uh, first of all, go ahead and search in whatever podcast player you're looking at. Search for the podcast, The Great Life by Chris McClure, and um, subscribe to that, listen to those episodes, and make that a, a, just a weekly part of your life. Then the other, the other next step would be to go to leadlifebig.com um, slash book and plug into the book, buy the book, get the workbook, and start taking this through. This is, again, a book that um, I say again because last episode we recorded with Chris that didn't work out was I said this, um, but I've, I've decided to make this a part of all of, all of my clients' welcome packet. Um, and, um, so any client that does work with me, they, they get a copy of this book, um, because it, it fills a gap in where, where my own coaching, where I focus on primarily the business side of things. Um, this bring fills a gap that is needed and that is looking at life holistically and looking at all the different areas of your life. Cause ultimately a business is just a vehicle to accomplish what God has called you to in life. And so that's something that I'm including in all my clients. I've already recommended the book to a few people and purchased it. Um, and it's also going to be a part of my annual review process of going through each of these five choices and saying, all right, it's assessment time. Where am I at this year compared to last year? And what do I need to do next year um, to progress and get a little bit better next year? So um, it's definitely something to do. So the, these links are all going to be on the show notes. If you go to thedavidrobertson.com slash great, you will find the links to that. Um, it will also be a part of whatever episode this is if you're listening to it. I just don't know what episode it is right now. <laughs> so whatever episode that ends up being, you can find it at thedavidrobertson.com slash great and um, find those links, find a link to his website and everything. So, But definitely check out the podcast and go buy the book. It's something that is highly valuable. Um, Just what we've talked about, the five steps, there's there's still another five layers deep in each of those steps, five action steps um, beneath those choices that you can assess and, and move forward. So, Chris... Any any last words, and would you close us out in prayer? Yeah, no, I just yeah, just as a final word, you know that I just believe that each of us have have just God given potential that is so untapped, and and even as we progress in our lives, there's still more, you know, that we we can't even ask, think, or imagine, honestly. But God, God has just embedded that in us through His Spirit and through through being it uh, made in His image, and so I just want to encourage you to keep seeking God, to keep going after that, and. And really asking him, what what else? What what's next? Where do you want me to go with my life uh, for your glory? Because that's what it's all about in the end. So uh, keep pursuing God. Keep keep leaning in there and seeking Him first. And all these other things will truly uh, be added to your life, and they will be revealed to your life. So, but with that, let me uh, let me close in prayer. God, thanks so much for loving us that much that you didn't just create us to just live and exist. But, but that you create us to, to truly li- live and lead a great life, one that, that is uh, fully connected to you, one that is healthy in our relationships, one that is enthusiastic in our minds, one that is stewarding the, 
the gifts, the, the time, talent, treasure that you've given us, and one that is maximizing these days that we have on this earth. Um, God, you, you're so good to us. We, we often innocently and ignorantly just miss the boat on what we can be, should be, uh, what we were made to be by you. And so, God, I pray that for, for all of us that are, that are in this conversation right now uh, and those we influence, God, help us to truly continue to, to down this, this journey to greatness, this full, rich, satisfying, abundant life that you sent Jesus to bring us, to give us as a gift from you. And we thank you so much for that. And may we pursue it with passion day in and day out. And I ask all this in Jesus' awesome and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, there you have it. That's Chris McClure with The Way to Greatness, the book. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it wherever. Go ahead and go to leadlifebig.com slash book. Go ahead and dive into the resources he has there. Um, until next week, until next time, go ahead and um, I, ju I just bless you to partner with God. I bless you to uh, profit with purpose and go beyond world class to build a kingdom class company in whatever you do. Um, guys, until next week, go be Christ in business. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I want to make sure you heard that right. You are Christ in business. You have been adopted into the royal household of God. You are heirs to God and co-heirs with Christ. You've been raised up with Christ. You've been seated in heaven, and you are called the body of Christ, the fullness of God. This is who God says we are. And if we're God's sons or daughters in business, we don't let the world set the standard for what God's kids do in business. No, we partner with God. We profit with a purpose. And we go beyond world class to build kingdom class companies. We are Christ in business. And I want to encourage you to join us right now as we march the name of Christ to the top of the business mountain. Give Jesus his full reward and show the world we are his disciples. Here's a few ways you can do that. First, share this podcast with someone you know who is Christ in business. Second, subscribe and leave a review in this podcast app because that helps this podcast get found. And third, join the I Am Christ in Business Facebook group by going to thedavidrobertson.com slash group.